This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I am your host Giuseppe and with me once again is Turtle. And Turtle, I hear that there was some inclement weather this week in the Midwest. Did you get any snow this week? Yeah, I mean it was at the beginning of the week, but it was like uh, five, six inches. Whoa, that's quite substantial. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much gone by now. I'm sure you're used to five, six inches, huh buddy? I did. Getting pounded by five, six inches. Yep. Uh, Because, yeah, I know, Tony, you were telling me earlier this week that because it was cold here in California. So it was like when I woke up the other day, it was 52 degrees and then it got up to only like 70. And Tony was telling me that it was snowing. And I'm like, oh, wow, already. And so that's why I was curious. I know that sometimes it wasn't uh, measurable. It was uh, it ain't it wasn't shit. It was just snowing. We got a little dusting and then it was gone. Thank God. Yeah, I com- honestly, I completely forgot about snow being a thing until I was watching football on Sunday with the Denver-Kansas City game. And I'm like, oh, awesome, snow. I, I love watching football in the snow, and it-, it just seems too early in the year for snow because we haven't even gotten to Halloween. So that's why I was curious, you know, to see what it was like over there. So we hit uh, week seven of our NFL and fantasy football season, which is the official halfway point for the regular season. So I don't know how we did it and it didn't seem like we'd get here, but we did get to the halfway point. Now I don't know how many more weeks we got left in us, but I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes because I saw that Houston has some issues with COVID, but they're on a bye this week. So the timing of it kind of worked out and we don't know if it's players or just do it. You guys (laughs) can do it. I have faith. I don't know, man. It's going to, these, my worry is the colder it gets outside, the like harder it's going to be for this to happen, which is, you would think it was the opposite because it's, you're less likely to, to go out and act a fool. But I just feel like, I don't know that the like different, like strands of virus are going to like merge together and create a a super coronavirus or something like that. I don't know. Nothing. They're already like dealing shifty with their, uh, you know, the saints player has COVID and then they're like, yeah, fuck it. We're running the game. Yeah. And then what happened in the world series where (laughs) that motherfucker playing Justin Turner's until the seventh (laughs) inning, they pull him in after the seventh and then he comes back out on the field with, you know, (laughs) to celebrate. (laughs) And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my god! Yeah, there was a press release today, like, like uh, admonishing him for his dumb decision, and like Major League Baseball was pissed. They're like, well, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. What a joke! But anyway, um, let's uh, let's get into the to the recaps here. Uh, week seven, like I said, we've got first matchup, which was Prime Times Nitro. 
against BDI's God Emperor Pre- President D's Nuts and man oh man primetime as a huge win like don't get me wrong but it did not start off that way in any way shape or form he was struggling to put up points in the early games um got absolutely nothing out of AJ Dillon which I know that the Aaron Jones injury was you know kind of like at a bad time and he probably doesn't want to make any roster moves for a running back because there's basically none out there. So he had to start AJ Dillon and got him nothing. Philip Lindsay looked good. And then I think he got concussed in that game. Um, I, I don't remember what happened there. Then Matt Stafford did absolutely nothing. So primetime plays the wrong quarterback in terms of getting points, but man, oh man, his defense comes up huge Two defensive touchdowns, 28 fucking points. When can I get a week like this? I ask, you know, uh, a question to the, to the ether. I've got the damn Rams who have Aaron Donald supposed to be the best defensive player in the world. I can't get one t- one touchdown. I can barely get sacks in a game. This guy's got three sacks, two interceptions, forced fumbles, all the shit that happens, 28 points. And then obviously the monster performance by Tyler Lockett, the 42 fantasy points. It's so funny because like everybody on Twitter, and everybody was talking about like the last time this happened. And I immediately knew it was Doug Baldwin because I remember when, <laughs> the games that he would have ah, like that, yes. <laughs> right? Like it's it wasn't that long ago we remember those Doug Baldwin games. But yeah, huge game there. Calvin Ridley he looked all right. He got 15 points for BDI. Did you guys take a look at his roster for this game? The we when we recorded the podcast, he had a different wide receiver in there. He had, I believe. Keelan um, Cole, I believe. Keelan Cole. Yeah. And we he all picked mocked him up, him. paid money for <laughs> Keelan Cole. And then we mocked him. And then he cut Keelan Cole and picked back up Christian Kirk. Who was his highest scoring player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if he doesn't keep Kirk slash retain, like reacquire him, he puts up like, I don't know, like 40 something points this week. <laughs> and he, so we actually saved BDI by ridiculing him from being the world's worst fantasy order this week. <laughs> well, so. technically he's not the world's worst, but he is the worst in my heart. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fair place to be. So yeah, Christian Kirk got him a couple of touchdowns. Melvin Gordon played despite potentially having a DUI. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I own Melvin Gordon in another league and I'm terrified of what to do because I kind of want to start him because I have uh, limited options <laughs> due to buys. I have got, James Robinson on a bye. I've got Kenyon Drake, who's on a bye, hurt, and losing his job. And so I'm like, all right, well, I can put Melvin Gordon in there, but especially knowing Philip Lindsay's potentially concussed, I don't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> Robbie Anderson, he's been like steady all season, but but nothing special. Again, BDI just rough, rough game overall, only 65 points, is, you know, and Christian Kirk doing most of the damage. Tough. When primetime gets forty-two out of freaking Tyler Lockett and twenty-eight, especially out of defense. especially after I successfully cock-blocked him out of Jamal Williams, I saw that Aaron Jones missed practice. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday last week, so I immediately picked up uh, Jamal Williams, and then I got a text from primetime like an hour later. He's like, "Damn it, you beat me by an hour." <laughs> so I, I did that specifically to screw over primetime. It worked. But he still ends up fucking winning because he's a lucky bitch. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, you you couldn't have known that he only needed two players to beat BDI. That Lockett plus the Chiefs defense get him seventy versus the sixty five that BDI put up. It's bullshit. So it re- That's what it is. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I, I know, I know. More bullshit. Next game, we've got 
um, the fucking Savages, Ivica Turtles team against Worm's team, Taylor. 64-71. I don't know what it is about Worm, man. Like, I played him the week prior to this. He drops like 100 on a week where I had a pretty decent week. And then he he does his uh, his small ball here, and it works to perfection against you, Turtle. I thought, man, I had you pegged for such a monster game based on some of these matchups you had. I mean, you 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 kind of got it from Russell Wilson, but way too many turnovers in that game, which was surprising. And then DK Metcalf just did not do anything. I mean, Turtle, obviously, you know you've been unlucky a lot this season in games where you're putting up a lot of points, but this is a week where you just your team just like laid an egg. Yeah, I mean, we're at week seven, and this is the first game I've scored under 90. So, I, I mean, it was going to happen. It just yeah. sucks that I'm going to do a, you know. I would have rather played against Nitro, who scored 108, instead I just lose to 71 points. So, yeah, sucks absolutely. Especially when you start looking at your bench, right, and you start seeing all of the different, like, swaps that you could have made very easily to to get there. Like, obviously, you're not going to get rid of um, Russell no, Wilson. See, I- but it, it you know. fucked me because um, Boston Scott played on Thursday. So yeah. I was going between Boston Scott and Odell. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to play Odell. Then Odell dies or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and yeah. So then I got stuck playing uh, Kenyon Drake, who I didn't want to play. Um, and it all just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Cause that, obviously that, that was the big difference, right? You couldn't play Boston Scott because of the timing of that game. I ran into the same issue. It didn't cost me, but with Fulgham, I had to, I wanted to start him, but I thought, oh, Crowder is probably a better matchup. But then I find out on Friday that Crowder like is inactive because he, he was, I think, limited on Thursday. So I got fucked there. And so, you know, same thing happened to you there. And, you know, Drake, you know, did not look good at all. Chase Edmonds looked much, much better. And then he got hurt. And so we'll see what happens there. Worm, you know, I don't know how he does it, but Carson Wentz the last like two, three weeks, he's been able to, to kind of like salvage a game from a fantasy perspective. So he put up three touchdowns, which is, which is a big number. Tyreek Hill has been, you know, you guys remember when Tyreek Hill was like this boom bust yeah. guy. Remember He's when like he was not that good. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> he He's has like not, not scored at all. He has not scored a 20 point game this season. And it's, it's fucking uh, week seven. And he's got like six, seven touchdowns on the year, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing because he used to be like 28 points, like a 10 catch, a hundred something yard, two touchdown game. And then like nothing for three weeks. Now he's he's putting up like, I don't know. Like, yeah. do you want the do you want the consistency? Like, I, I kind of feel like you do. But if you sign up for Tyreek Hill, you expect a couple of twenty point games here and there, right? <laughs> yeah. And shout out to DK Metcalf. He didn't have a good game offensively, but he ran down Buda Baker. I think they clocked him at like 22, 23 miles per hour. Uh. Arizona intercepts a pass from Russell Wilson. The guy's running straight into the end zone, right? There's nobody on the screen. And then DK Metcalf just in a dead sprint tackles him. I think Arizona didn't score on that drive, and they were at like the 10 or 15-yard line because of that tackle. Yeah, that is correct. And I want to talk about that real quick. But but first, yeah, first let me congratulate Worm and everything else. But I don't understand, and I was telling talking to Tony about this on Sunday, like, how coaches are so ignorant to basic math. And here's what I mean. Houston was down 21 to Green Bay in the fourth quarter and on fourth down elected to kick a field goal to make a three-possession game a three-possession game. 
Arizona, on the other hand, has this potential pick six. The guy gets tackled in a goal-to-goal situation. It's fourth and goal. In a 10-point game in the second quarter, they elect to go for a touchdown instead of making it a one-possession game. And then they need overtime in order to win it. They would have won that game in regulation if they would have kicked that field goal. That's the thing that people keep forgetting. I understand the, the logic of you need to score touchdowns against Seattle in order to keep up with them or whatever. Totally fine. I get it. But not there. Not yet. If you had, if you had kicked three field goals before that or two field goals before that or whatever, then it's different because you have proven to not be able to score when you get close. That's That's different than this. If you can take a, a possession away in terms of your ability to win, like you need to do it every single time. And I don't know why every week there's examples of coaches not thinking about this. Like it, it makes no fucking sense to me. Like these people have to know this, right? <laughs> you know what they I need? Don't know. They need one of those charts. You know, Maybe. like the Jimmy Johnson uh, draft pick chart. They need one for like scoring situations. Yeah, because I mean, I'm a schmuck. I know nothing about football, right? I'm just the guy who watches on Sunday. But if you tell me, hey, would you rather have to do something three times in order to win or two times? Hey, two times sounds better than three. Fuck it. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Like it just, <laughs> it, 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 I think it just boils down to being something as simple as that, but it's just not happening. I so. think a lot of uh, head coaches on the sidelines have so much shit to go through, especially, uh, head coaches that are, like, offensive, defensive coordinators. Um, I just think, like, they struggle with multitasking because, like, if you tried to ask Matt Nagy anything during a game, you're not going to get an answer. Like, that guy is, like, he doesn't. he's oblivious to everything that's going around him. The clock management, the, uh, <laughs> the, the performances on the field, he's only focused on the offensive play calling. You know what I mean? So I think Oh yeah. I think it's rough on those guys. They need a guy. They they need to hire a guy, like a clock management guy. I mean, it's for the better of of the team, but I think it's more of an ego thing than anything. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be very simple. You pay a guy like 125k a year and his job is to do three things. Manage the clock, manage the uh, the whether or not to challenge and whether or like whether to go for it on you know fourth down or or take like take points or go for it like one guy who can do those things because he'll never have to do them simultaneously right right <laughs> it's like okay yeah and he doesn't have to focus on anything else <laughs> no exactly you get you pay a guy to do those things for you and call it a day because everything else like you said to your point why is it that every head coach elects to be the guy who's got the red the, the red flag in his in his in his waistband when he's got to now listen to you know the guy in the booth telling him whether he should he said challenge or not. While also thinking about what play he needs to call if it was like a third down. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you're right. They just need a guy and make it easier that way. Also, shout out to uh, Ivica for this uh, thumbnail here. Uh, do Do you get the reference here, Giuseppe? Yes, I I do. I'm I'm. So I guess my my question is like, why now? <laughs> On the thumbnail. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a famous. MTV moment, I guess you would call it, where, uh, or where Kanye, or was it the Grammys? It was, it was one of the major. Yeah, it was uh, one of those two award shows where um, Kanye felt compelled to stop Taylor Swift because he believed Beyonce should have been the winner of like Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, or some random shit like that. But congrats to Worm. Next matchup, we've got Kowalski's Washington Cracka Ass Crackas and BDI is a Coward Pee McLean. In one of the easiest things to predict in the history of predictions, 
Aaron Rodgers going off after a terrible game with a juicy matchup like Houston and Devontae Adams being the primary beneficiary after they potentially like had a little bit of a argument on the sidelines, whatever the case may be. I said during the prediction show that they could easily go for 50. They went for more than that. And that was a big boost to Kowalski because outside of those two gentlemen, not a whole lot going on. He got 14 out of Waller, uh, nine, nine out of a couple of other players like Brandon cooks, who Tony has a, a strong uh, affinity towards. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Chris Carson got hurt along with like every other Seattle running back in that game. I don't <laughs> Three guys got hurt in that game. There's some guy named Dallas running the ball. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So it's like, oh, okay, Carlos Hyde's in there for the injury, not a problem. Then he gets hurt, and then that like Travis Homer guy's in there, and then he got hurt. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, I mean, great, great performance out of uh, Pee Wee McLean. You've got Kyler Murray put up 32 points, huge game. AJ Brown, man, you guys see that touchdown that he caught? <laughs> That's another guy similar to not, I'm not going to try to say that he's as fast or as athletic as a, as DK Metcalf, but he's definitely, uh, you know, in the, in the neighborhood that touchdown he caught was literally just like a basic slant. He outran everybody. And Terry McLaurin had a good game against Dallas, who is giving up the most points in the NFL on defense. So they're terrible. Will Fuller V who used to be on Kowalski's team got 10 points. So overall, a lot of strong performances. He even got a freaking touchdown out of uh, David Johnson, which is surprising. But unfortunately, not enough. 114 points was the highest score this week. And uh, that goes to Kowalski. So congrats, my friend. Hey, Turtle, what do you think about uh, rostering the Dallas, rostering and starting the Dallas Cowboys defense? I think uh, McLean needs to uh, realize you lose points when your your team loses. I've started them once this season and we got a touchdown. <laughs> in <laughs> his like defense. It was like one of my best defensive performances this year. In his defense, Baltimore is his normal defense. So he probably thought, oh, Washington's quarterback is what, like Kyle Allen or something like that. You yeah. know, you could, yep. you could probably get some turnovers or something, but no. He can't predict that Andy Dalton would get decimated. Um, I mean, absolutely destroyed. That was... Very, very difficult to watch. And then some Italian kid who went to James Madison came in. I don't even remember his name. Like Danucci, Denunzio, something like that. I think it's like Ben Danucci or some shit yeah. like that. It sounds yeah. like a like a restaurant you go for like a chicken parm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And he, uh, yeah, he he parmed all over the place. That's for sure. He didn't do anything. Um, I'm actually very curious. It's the trade deadline is still active in the NFL. I haven't seen any news come through. I don't understand why Dallas doesn't pick up the phone, call Miami, and make a move for Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. Dallas could easily make the playoffs this year with a Ryan Fitzpatrick-type quarterback because that division is just so horrific. And honestly, you could do a lot worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gonna, he might throw some, some you know, picks and stuff, but he can evade a pass rush. He still has some mobility. He can throw a nice deep ball, and he's going to be better than whatever you got. So unless... <laughs> They're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, but there's no way they're going to be worse than the Jets. Like, that's that's impossible. And we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick can pick up a playbook really quickly since he's been, like, in every offensive system that there is under the sun. So, yeah, absolutely. You can't I mean, throw an offense at him that he hasn't seen before. <laughs> you have Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I mean, 
get anybody that can throw the fucking ball. Anybody. It doesn't matter who. Just these guys, like, uh, they're not even taking chances at all. What about yeah, uh, what about Jake Cutler? Maybe they should call him. What do you think about that? I think that would, it be, would be better than what they have. Absolutely. And it would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun for Cutler to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the He'd Bears have to drop like Cutler. 40 pounds. <laughs> like, I don't think he's in football shape. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, with the show not on the air anymore, I don't know what he looks like anymore. But I can't imagine he's in, he's in football shape. It's like hunting season right now. He's probably bulked up for the winter. He's in a tree stand in camo, <laughs> yeah, and his exactly. phone rings, and he scares away all his deer. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so congrats to Kowalski. One week after the waving the white flag, he ends up being the top-scoring team. Uh, also, I need to apologize to Kowalski because uh, during, I think it was like halftime of the early games, I said, congrats, I'm going to mark you down for the 20 bucks at wide receiver and quarterback right now. He won neither of those, so I'm a terrible human being. Uh, next matchup, we've got Tony's COVID Media against Matt's, um, was it a Wonder Years? It was the, the DeAndre years, I believe. The DeAndre years? Yeah. Yeah. And M- Matt, he, he surprised all of us and got a big victory here, 69-61. Tony really could not muster much of, a, of an offensive performance. Most surprising, um, the quarterback play out of one Josh Allen. Ugh. Three weeks in a row of uh, less than 15. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's crashed down to earth real quick for the Josh Allen plays. Um, uh, let me just tell you a little bit about my Sunday. So I watched the first quarter, and things are going terribly. Uh, I-, I believe Josh Allen had two points, and they were all rushing points. Uh, Stephon Diggs at that point had not caught a pass. Uh, C.D. Lamb scored zero points, um, which he continued to score zero points. Uh, and Tyler Boyd was going off. So I'm pissed off. I fall asleep. And uh, I didn't wake up until the fourth quarter of uh, of the noon games. And I look at the score, and I believe his kicker was outscoring my entire team at that point. <laughs> when I went to bed, when I took a nap, his kicker had like negative two points because he missed a couple field goals. And I wake up, and he's got 19, and he's made six field goals. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck happened, man? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, man, it's just shit has hit the fan on my team. Uh, my strength was my wide receivers, and now that's not a strength because Michael Thomas is on his way to getting traded uh, and injured. CeeDee Lamb has no quarterback. Stephon Diggs, quarterback now sucks. I'm pissed off. I'm losing two and oh. I'm I'm losing two in a row here, and it, I think it's gonna continue because my team is like not good right now. So GG Matt. Uh Tyler Boyd, huge game. Eleven catches with a touchdown. Uh that was really it. Him and his kicker, that was that was pretty much enough to beat me. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, but Andy Dalton died, so he he lost. I mean, he won a game in which his quarterback put up zero points, which I don't think has ever happened in our league. Like, I I, I don't want to do the legwork to figure it out, but like, I can't imagine that a team has ever won with zero points out of their quarterback. But uh, it ended up uh, happening for Matt. So congrats to him for the victory and the, the, the cash out, right? He gets $5 from primetime. I, I believe that's the, the rule. Oh, is that the rule? Did he outscore? Uh, did the kicker outscore? A, no, uh, that was a Kowalski rule. That was a Kowalski rule. That's right. 
No, uh, but the five dollar prime time rule is that anybody yeah. who beats you gets five bucks. That's so. true. Yeah. Well, yeah. prime time's gonna lose a lot of money in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Well, he better hope for weekly payouts, I guess. Uh, next matchup, we had my The Bone Zone against Micah's Legion of Zubaz. And I was able to get a uh, surprise victory here. Um, ben Roethlisberger struggled a lot against Tennessee. He threw three interceptions, under 300 yards, uh, only two touchdowns there. Zeke, we talked about it. He's, he's had a, uh, a few bad weeks. This week he didn't fumble, at least, so one silver lining there but they were down a lot and they had no quarterback and it was raining and it was bad so he didn't do much uh juju did not get, catch a touchdown but he did have uh, his best performance since week three so excellent for him and tj hawkinson so i want to talk about this real quick so um detroit atlanta we didn't talk about it earlier when we, when we featured matt ryan but detroit was losing to Atlanta. Atlanta is goal to go and they take a timeout <laughs> and they basically say to Todd Gurley and everybody else like, Hey, whatever you do, if you get the first down, don't score. Like we can run out the clock. Yeah. And so Detroit did not have timeouts left. Yeah. And so Todd Gurley breaks through a hole because Detroit wasn't trying is about to go into the end zone, realizes he's not supposed to go in, puts on the brakes, but he the ball crosses the plane as he's stopping short of the goal line, giving him a touchdown, right? Okay, fine, whatever. They go for two. They don't get it. Detroit marches down the field, <laughs> scores, and wins the game. <laughs> unbelievable the most atlanta the most detroit thing to happen in this game happened to atlanta instead of detroit (laughs) tony what's the stat that you sent me they're like this is the third time this season i think it's the fourth fourth time (laughs) fourth time this season that atlanta has had a 98 percent or higher win probability and still lost they lost all four games yes (laughs) turtle do you remember a couple years ago when this the uh, the opposite happened to Todd Gurley, where he had a breakaway touchdown late in the game, and he stopped and pulled up and and fell at the one yard line. Do you remember that? Yeah, you could see it right right away too. He knew like oh, he knew he fucked he up. He was like, yeah. oh my god, no. Yeah, that was that was a total brain fart on his part. And if you look at the stills of that of when he scored, the De- the Detroit players are holding their hands up like, yes, he scored, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, they were celebrating. It was it was <laughs> phenomenal. But it was actually, uh, so I have Todd Gurley, right? So obviously I'm very happy when that happens because I was losing at that point to Micah. But then Detroit's touchdown was to Hawkinson. So that play or that situation was like a net, like neutral because I got a touchdown, he got a touchdown. It's not like I didn't gain by the stupid play by Todd Gurley because neither would have happened if he doesn't get in the end zone, right? They kneel it, the game ends, and we just end up with the same like a similar like uh, margin of victory, but just a lower number. So uh, I finally got good play out of my kicker, 15 points out of the kid in Arizona. Um, Chris Godwin, he caught a touchdown before getting hurt. So he will once again, not play two games in a row. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. He, this was two games in a row. So he ends his streak at two in a row before missing his next game. So he's been fantastic as a keeper for this year. No regrets whatsoever. Uh, uh, And then, yeah, I mean, everything else is pretty, pretty average on my team. I ended up getting the win. Micah got the loss. Uh, so, yay me. Next matchup, we've got 
Mike's mask up bitches against Santino's. It's time to loot. Huh. <laughs> I told you guys. I told you guys last week that he was going to yeah, play Rob yeah. Gronkowski. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking told you. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I told you. If Godwin wouldn't have gotten hurt, he would have never got the touchdown. Yep. Also, Godwin got stopped at the like a, the one yard line on another touchdown too. It's oh my god, just so many frustrating things about that whole situation in Tampa. But yeah, Gronk got a touchdown. That's he's he's now like found it right because it's two weeks in a row. Is that what what all the stories are going to be? I mean, look at the end of the day. Santino lost by, you know, almost like 50 something. Right. So like there's, there's nothing he could have done to, to really win, even though DJ Moore had a good game and he could have been in there instead, because we know who you would have been in there instead of Gronk, not instead of Robert Woods or Claypool. So it would have been a net seven game, nothing there. Uh, that snow really created issues in the Kansas city Denver game. And then the two defensive touchdowns obviously made it. So they ran the ball a little bit more. Top performer for Mike. This is where the surprise is. James Robinson, out of all the talent on his roster, was the guy who scored the most points. Tony, are you ready to admit that James Robinson is a fantasy football bona fide starter every week now? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. I mean, I'm looking at his game logs, and they're pretty good. I still have not seen him play. I'll, I'll mention that. Uh, but yeah, he looks like Mike found found a guy. He was like third or fourth on that depth chart when the season started. I think there, something like that. There I were mean, some other guys. Fournette, yeah, there was were some basically like, yeah, there were some other guys. No, there was like two guys before him that got a shot, I think, but it doesn't matter. Mike, I mean, Mike's anything he touches turns into gold. So doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, again, great performance there. DeAndre Hopkins continues to have a, a good year. 19 there. Kamara. Uh, again, continues to put up wide receiver numbers, eight for 65, couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, very, very, uh, I guess like mediocre game out of, um, Ryan Tannehill compared to what he has been doing. But again, 17 points is nothing to, to sneeze at. And thank God the bears. Well, I mean, I guess it didn't matter for, the, for this, but he would have ended up with a, a much worse, uh, score out of his defense if uh, they didn't get that touchdown late. So. Congrats to Mike. I'm moving into six and one and taking possession of the best record in the league. Now I move on to the money players. <laughs> and at quarterback, we have Kyler Murray and Pee Wee McLean. Straight cash, homie. At running back, we just talked about him. It's uh, James Robinson, the undrafted free agent who's been making a name for himself this year in the NFL. Straight cash, homie. And at wide receiver, we've got primetime and Tyler Lockett, who is helping him with his Beat Tony fund. Straight cash, homie. I move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. And we're going to give that to the aforementioned Tyler Lockett. Uh, 42 points. Uh, historical fantasy football numbers like the they I, I forgot what it was but they they talked about how i think like the doug baldwin was the last time it happened but like it's it's within like the, the top five all-time wide receiver performances like in the history of football or something like that from a fantasy perspective uh now i move on to the dud of the week dud, dud, dud of the week and uh, we stay in the same game. His teammate, DK Metcalf, who had been, but prior to that, like a, a very, very strong play, had been a very strong performer, especially red zone type of guy. 
amazing play, like good hustle, like never will you see a play like that, you know, um, when it comes to uh, a player tracking back and making a tackle against a DB, you know, that's something that just does not happen. So big credit to him, you know, keeping his team alive and never giving up on the play, but unfortunately he couldn't do anything from a fantasy football perspective. And move on to the lucky bastard. One lucky And that's going to go to Worm. Worm gets a... a Worm Frederich. A big victory in a low-scoring affair. Uh, And it came to be even more in handy because Micah got a loss, so I put him in in a better position in the division. So now I move on to the world's worst fantasy owner. The worst fantasy football owner. Of the week. First time this year for you, Tony? Not be not gonna be the last, apparently. Sucked. <laughs> uh, sixty-one points. I mean, there's been worse performances, but definitely not the best. And uh, you know, maybe next week you just don't wake up for the noon games. Just stay in bed. I think relax. that's. I think that's gonna be my play. <laughs> don't even worry about napping. Like just sleep. I'm not even gonna know. like. I'm not even going to bed Saturday night. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna go to bed at like ten o'clock p.m. on Sunday. I mean, whatever works for you. I mean, I, I, again, at this point, it's not worth tracking what's going on. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and that is going to do it for our week seven recap. Fantasy football scoop and poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. and poop fantasy podcast now available on itunes also email us at scoop and poop at gmail.com